Hello everybody, we are here with a quick word from our friends over at Newsly. Newsly is an audio app for iOS and Android. It picks up web articles about the most trending topics on the web at any given moment and reads them to you in a natural human voice. For the first time in history of the internet, the web becomes listenable. Browse articles from topics you choose and start playing. Stop scrolling, start listening. And they have podcasts as well. Explore trending podcasts from over 40 countries. And our podcast, We Are Marvel, is there too. Download and use Newsly for free now from www.newsly.me or use the link in the description of this episode. To get a one-month free subscription, use the promo code MARVEL. That's www.newsly.me. And don't forget, let them know that we sent you there by using the promo code MARVEL. M-A-R-V-E-L. Hello everybody and welcome to We Are Marvel, where we explore all of the corners of the Marvel Cinematic Universe. And we are also the official podcast of the We Are Marvel Facebook group. Please, go check them out. When you get a chance, thanks. We're your hosts. My name is Justin. My name is Jeremy. Welcome to the show. Welcome, everyone. Thanks for joining us. We appreciate We're it. Back yes. and as good as ever, which is just fine. Yes, we are slightly above average <laughs> and well taken. Yeah. <laughs> uh, we are back after a very short delay. We just did Spider-Man, and now we are back to our regular scheduled program to get to the next movie in Phase 3, Guardians yeah. of the Galaxy Volume 2. Yes. This what? was a fun one. I, I enjoyed it. Yeah. It's one of my favorites. Like, I like the first one fine, but... Yeah. Like this one is so much better. It really is. There's such a such, I guess, like more of an arc to the whole story, and there's so mm. much more story to it, more mm. emotion, and yeah, it's a solid movie, and it's, it's really fun. Nice. Yeah. Well, we got a lot to talk about with this one, so without further ado, let's grab a box of Icarish and settle in for Guardians of the Galaxy Volume Two. The Guardians struggled to keep together as a team while dealing with their personal family issues, notably Star-Lord's encounter with his father, the ambitious celestial being, Ego. Because he's a dickhead. (laughs) Anyone can save the galaxy once. Is the tagline. (laughs) Is it? Okay. (laughs) Oh yeah, of course, anyone can do it once. Yeah. But they'll do it. At least twice. At the least, yeah. I guess they yeah. do it a third time in uh, in game. Yeah. With help. And, yeah, with help. I mean, they're still. And then uh, a fourth time in the uh, holiday special, I'm sure. And then a fifth time in Volume 3 sometime next year. I hope so. <laughs> yeah. yeah, that holiday special is supposed to come out this year, right? 2022? I think so. 2022? Mm-hmm. Yeah. I believe so. Awesome. We'll find out. I, I'm pretty sure I've seen recently that James Gunn has said that it's out, out this holiday season. And it's supposed okay. to be out before 3, which is next year at some point. Right. So I think it'd have to be this year. Yeah, you're, I think you're right. Because, yeah, holiday season's at the end of the year. 
Usually. Uh, this is directed and written by James Gunn, starring Chris Pratt, Zoe Saldana, Dave Bautista, Vin Diesel, Bradley Cooper, Michael Rooker, Karen Gillian, Palm Clementif, is how I'm going to say that, Elizabeth Debicki, Chris Sullivan, Sean Gunn, Sylvester Stallone, and Kurt Russell. Woot, <laughs> woot, woot. Sylvester Stallone's <laughs> above Kurt Russell, huh? That's, I just, this is the copy pasted off of Wikipedia. That's fair. Well, you know, and that's the way they do things, though. Like, those two are the biggest names, arguably. Like, they always right. do the, um, I'm trying to think of this, like the Samuel Jacksons and the Robert Redfords and, like, the big ticket, holy shit actors get, yeah. like, it's starring all these people uh, and this person here. They're there. They're right. Too. Yeah, it, you're right. It, it is almost like, a, <clears throat> hey, you've made it. You're you're the big time on this show. You're the mm-hmm. last name. Yeah, which is strange. You would almost think like most of them would want to be first on the list. Well, that's how Jack Nicholson was above uh, Michael Keaton in Batman. Because <laughs> he was a bigger name. <laughs> All right, that's fair. So, I don't know. <laughs> Times are changing, Jeremy. They this are. released uh, April 10th, 2017 in Tokyo and May 5th, 2017 in the U.S. Budget of $200 million, box office of $863.8 million. Whoa. Not too bad. Didn't break the babillion, but not bad. Yeah. Now, is that more than the first one? I think I have the numbers on that one. So you might. I don't. You can... I do have the numbers. What was yours? 800 and what was it? 863.8. Yeah, so just barely. I mean, not just barely, but 772.8. That's so quite a bit Both over. impressive. <laughs> well, yeah, sure. I mean, that's more than I've made. But oh, wait, what was, what was their budget? 200? That's what it said. This one was 232. Mm-hmm. So a smaller so budget. technically did worse. Yeah, you're, uh, yeah. as far <laughs> as earnings, you're right. Yeah. Nice, that's crazy. Yeah. Uh, in May 2014, Disney CEO Bob Iger, sorry, not Bob, uh <laughs> stated he felt the first Guardians film had strong fight, uh, franchise potential, no kidding, and added wow. that their goal was to create another Avengers. James Gunn, who directed and co-wrote the first film, said that he would like to return for a sequel and that he was contractually obligated to if asked. The next month, <laughs> producer Kevin Feige said there are places we can take the franchise and we have ideas where we'd like to go. That's such a strange thing. I'm, I have to come back if, if they, they ask. ask. Well, I mean, we kind of learn with the sequel that that doesn't almost almost doesn't happen. He did get fired for stupid reasons and then brought back. Yeah, yeah, it it is just strange. It's like, yeah, you can come over if you're invited. Yeah, it's like, well, what if I don't want? It's like you have to come over if you're invited. It's like, well, what if I don't want to? Well, that's too bad. You have to. You're contractually <laughs> obligated. Don't sign the contract. Or else we own you Disney style. At San Diego... I know, right? With Mickey ears and everything. At San Diego Comic-Con International soon after, the sequel was given a release date of July 28, 2017. Uh, Gunn had begun work on the film within a month and said it would include at least one new Guardian from the comics. In October, Gunn confirmed that all five original Guardians would return for the sequel along with other supporting characters and the release date was moved up to May 5th, 2017. So it was July, moved to May. Cool. 
exciting. <laughs> Me too. I can't wait to see it. <laughs> and it's March. Oh, it's almost April. So, I mean, just right around the corner. That's right. <laughs> Uh, Michael Rooker said he would return as Yondu and was looking forward to exploring new areas of the character. Chris Pratt, who played Peter Quill Star-Lord in the first film, confirmed the sequel would be one of his next projects. And Bradley Cooper expressed interest and excitement when asked if he would return as Rocket. Vin Diesel also confirmed he would return as Groot. And in March 2015, Gunn revealed that filming would take place in Atlanta, Georgia, like every other movie they make. With major crew changes from the first film, and that his brother Sean Gunn would return as Craglin alongside Karen Gillian as Nebula. Go. Yeah. In May, Gunn said the sequel would feature fewer characters than the first film, false, and that he had planned to introduce <laughs> two major new characters in the script, Mantis and Adam Warlock. Talks had begun with an actor Gunn had in mind to portray Mantis, while he had decided to remove Warlock due to the film getting too busy. Explaining one of the main things with Guardians of the Galaxy is not to add a bunch of characters, not to make it bigger in, in that way, but to go deeper with the characters. And getting to know them more emotionally, everything is just getting too sprawling and too crazy for me in these superhero comic book movies. Okay. Yeah, I think he did that, and he definitely... Dove more into their who they are, really. Yeah, for sure. The first one, so that's cool. Uh, Gunn added, "Quote: I adored what we had done with them. I think we did something really creative, and unique with Adam Warlock. But it was one character too many, and I didn't want to lose Mantis. And Mantis was more organically part of the movie anyway. Yeah, I think Fair. given the movie that we had or got." If you then had Aisha go, and now here's Adam Warlock to make things even harder for you, it would be just too much. You're right, yeah. And, and it'd be it'd be so late in the movie, and yeah. It, yeah, it would just be so tough to to do it right. Yeah. Because now, be now, with the right. third movie, you have the whole movie to... To kind of build build him up and mm-hmm. and then do whatever you want, but yeah, with this one it'd be like you'd have a, a very quick build up. Either he would beat them, which probably wouldn't happen, or or they'd beat him, and it's like okay, well that's it. Now he's done. Yeah. yeah. Well, and that's like you would have to. The movie would have to be about Aisha getting revenge on the Guardians, and that would be what the movie is. And the ego thing right. would have to be saved for something else. Yeah. Because I mean, but. part of it was her quote-unquote journey of getting back at them but it wasn't but the now main it's focus. continued if as we'll get to in the post credits like it's kind of like teased like she's pissed at them and wants revenge but by the end it's like oh she's you know cheesed off her cracker and she's going <laughs> to take it up a notch bam in the next one is my Jeez. guess off her cracker yeah pretty sure that's a forrest gump uh, reference <laughs> okay <laughs> Uh, he noted that Warlock could appear in future Guardians films, spoilers, and is considered, quote, a pretty important part of the cosmic side of the Marvel Cinematic Universe. No okay. shit. The only thing that I think would have been relevant to make him come, have him come out sooner is if he had been, like, in the books, he has the soul stone in his forehead. Mm. Vision okay. style. Right. If they had done that... I could see them shoehorning him in just to make way for that, but that's obviously not what happened, so... 
Right. Tough shit. Uh, after yeah, the film Sorry, I'm, I'm just... Because uh, they already... At this point, they already have the stone in Vision. Yeah. So it's like, well, yeah, you're right. Yeah, they, would it be another stone now? Or, yeah, you're right. They would have to find some way to do that, so... Yeah. Well, and that's the, like, in the comics, Vision does not have a, an infinity stone in his forehead. Mm-hmm. It's just a crystal that shoots lasers. So that was changed for the movies. And I think to do that again for Adam Warlock would be like, okay, so is every stone going to be embedded in someone's head? <laughs> and then Thanos is going to have to kill like 12 people just to pluck out all the stones from everyone's head. Yeah. And it's just like, yeah. okay, enough. <laughs> Dr. Pimple Popper style. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, After the film's announcement, Gunn said he knew, quote, a lot of where I want to go in the sequel, having written the backstory of Peter Quill, his father, and his history with Yondu during the making of the first film, with the intentions of exploring them in a future film. Uh, In December 2014, Gunn revealed the story for the film was written, saying it's still constantly shifting, but I feel like it's pretty strong i'm excited about it and by early february 2015 gun was a few short weeks away from submitting a full story treatment to marvel and said that when the when he first presented his idea for the sequel to the company they thought it was quote risky but he described it as not really based on anything from the comics being mainly an original story uh, by april he was preparing to write the screenplay and in may he was hoping to complete the script I hope he gets it done. <laughs> we'll have to wait and see. I, I, I love that, though. I love that it's it's these characters that you know, but it's a completely new story. Well, and that's the thing. And I think we talked about it with the first Guardians. Like, that's such an obscure group of characters that nobody but even some hardcore comic book fans know. Like, I didn't even really know who they were. Right. And you, so you can kind of futz with their origins and whatnot to make it fit what you want like ego is not peter's dad in the books yeah like at all it's some um, space jason. king yeah jason of spartax yeah and like you know so i mean they completely went in a different direction but i always like seeing that especially for characters i don't know because it makes it more interesting Mm-hmm. And it is tough because if you did that to a Spider-Man or a Captain America, I'd go, well, wait a second, that's not what they do in the book. So it's kind of a, you know, I'm, I'm a yeah, bit of a hypocrite. Yeah, but. it's almost a bit of like, well, we'll piss off the least amount of people this way. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, because you're right. If if it was something I was into and I was excited to see that story that I've already read and to see it on the big screen... And it's nothing like that. It's completely different. It's different parent, mm-hmm. different different everything. That would be kind of frustrating. Yeah. Yeah. And that's the, it's also hard because it's like, okay, but sometimes when they do change stuff on things, I know it's like, I know this is stupid. I know that this is a thing. Like if they had not given, we talked about costumes recently. It's like if they had not given Mysterio the fishbowl head, I'd have been like, okay, I get it. Like, I'm disappointed, but I understand. Right. It's like making his his dad, Jason, sounds very boring. Whereas Ego is a very interesting way to go. Like a yeah. planet with a face on it. 
Like, that's a very Guardian's thing to do instead yeah. of just some random space king. Yeah. <laughs> I'm just uh, remembering where Rocket was describing him. He's, like, He's a one-inch man. <laughs> He's like, it's, yeah, he looks about guy. this tall. Maybe he'd be bigger if he was closer. <laughs> that's how vision works. <laughs> oh, man. Not that vision. Yeah, by, August, yeah. by August 2014, Gun had, quote, some ideas listed, but nothing for sure in terms of songs to include in Quill's Awesome Mix Volume 2 mixtape, for which he felt a little pressure due to the positive response to the first film's soundtrack, which is fair. Uh, Gunn added, quote, but I feel like the soundtrack in the second one is better. True story. And by (laughs) June 2015, Gunn had chosen all the songs and built them into the script, calling Awesome Mix Volume 2 more diverse than the first one with some really incredibly famous songs and then some songs that people have never heard. We'll get into it when we get into it, but that's what I like about Like, I like the first one's mix because it's like, oh, I know all these songs. Mm-hmm. But I love the second one's more because it's like, I don't know any of these songs and I like them all. <laughs> yeah. No, you're completely right because they're good. It's like, it's like, why don't I know these songs? Because they're good. Yeah. Yeah. And, and yeah, now they're just, when I hear them out in the wild, I, I flashbacks to Guardians Volume 2, or, or even for mm-hmm. all in one ones. Now when I hear them, I think of the movie more than just, yeah. oh, I've heard this song. Mm-hmm. Uh, in June 2nd, 2015, Gunn announced on social media that he had completed the first draft of the screenplay and that the film's title would not simply be Guardians of the Galaxy 2. Okay. Uh, the same week, he confirmed <laughs> the return of Zoe Saldana, De Batista, and Cooper as Gamora Drax and Rocket, respectively. At the end of the month, Gunn announced the film would be titled Guardians of the Galaxy Volume 2. Uh, <laughs> he did he, not lie. <laughs> yes. <laughs> uh, he's saying he came up with a lot of titles for Volume 2, but because Guardians of the Galaxy is already so wordy, it seemed strange to add another bunch of words after it. I liked Volume 2 the best, so that's what I stuck on the cover of the screenplay, and fortunately, Marvel liked it. I think it works. It fits with the mixtape. Yes. And Guardians is is wordy enough. Yeah, I I think his his reasoning is like perfect yeah it, yeah. it guardians is guardians of the galaxy and the search for witch mountain on the curse of the black pearl that's like what <laughs> yes yeah i mean dr strange and in, in the multiverse of madness is pretty close to being like okay that's a bit much yeah. take it easy yeah but yeah if yeah if you're right if you did something like that with guardians like okay geez louise we'd be going into yeah. the the acronyms like everyone does now well and it's like you might as well just call it the marvels like you know, it's like you would just drop the Guardians of the Galaxy 2 part and just call it whatever the subheader was. Right. Which we do anyway. Any, you know, it's not Captain America the Winter Soldier. It's just the Winter Soldier. Yeah. That's, yeah, that's a good point. Yeah. It's not Captain America Civil War. It's Civil War. But yeah. And, and music plays a huge part in these movies. Not not just for them being the sound in this movie, but like for Peter, it's, it's a big thing for him. Like that was his yeah. connection with his mother and with Earth and... So yeah, having volume two makes perfect sense. Yeah, and when he got that second cassette of volume two at the end, it was like, mm. oh my god! Like that was one of the most exciting parts of the whole movie for me. Just like, oh my god, what are they going to have the songs be for the next one? Yeah, but yeah, and so I mean, I understand volume three kind of plays along with the volume, volume, volume. Yeah, I don't, maybe it should have been like CD or <laughs> digital copy here. 
<laughs> oh. I mean, and it's like episode one, episode two, episode three. I think it all yeah. works. Uh, by the end of October, Palm Clemente f- was cast as Mantis. Also, it was reported that Matthew McConaughey had recently turned down the role of the villain in the film, which would have been interesting. That would have been interesting. I could see that, but I'm glad Kurt Russell got it. I would like to yeah. see McConaughey, but I want to see him be someone else. Yeah. I think yeah, you're right. I I I completely feel the same way. Like I think he would have been fine. I I don't think he would have been bad because I mm-hmm. I think he's pretty good at what he does. Yeah. But I mean, Kurt, it's Kurt Russell. Like, if you could choose between the two, it, it's gonna be Kurt Russell. Yeah. Uh, McConaughey felt that he would have been quote an amendment in volume two in a quote a colorful part uh, made for another big name actor. In December, Gunn said that he was. Corresponding with John C. Riley about him reprising his role as Novacorman Roman Roman Day, uh, while Kurt Russell entered early talks to play Quill's father, Gunn also stated that he had completed the final draft of the script. It's happening. Yay. It's done, everybody. I know. Uh, pre-shooting began on February 11th, 2016 at Pinewood Atlanta Studios in Fayette County, Georgia, under the working title Level Up. Uh... <laughs> It's not bad. Yeah. Uh, principal photography began on February 17th, with Marvel confirming that Russell had joined the cast and revealing that Elizabeth DeBecky and Chris Sullivan had also been cast, all in undisclo- undisclosed roles. I wonder who they'll be. Jeez, oh, I don't know. When does it come out again? Years from now? Uh, a couple months. Like, it's oh, that's about right. to be April, and it's, it's yeah. comes out in May or something. Yeah, uh, the production used all 18 stages at Pinewood Atlanta Studios, which is pretty damn impressive. In April yeah. 2016, Gunn revealed that Riley would not be part of the film and stated that there were uh, many other characters he could not include in the film due to rights issues, saying the 20th Century Fox bastards own so <laughs> many awesome cosmic villains and minor characters that I'd love to play around with, such as Annihilus and King the Conqueror. Spoilers. Uh-huh. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Gunn also planned on filming scenes with Glenn Close reprising her role as Nova Prime uh, from the first film, but obviously that didn't work either. Yeah, no, I mean, I don't think any of the Nova people needed to be in there. You know, the way it was shot, at least, or, or written, like, at this point, it seems like, well, where would you even throw them in? Yeah. But I'm, I'm sure he would have had a clever way to do it, but still. Sure. I'm more mad that they weren't at the beginning of Infinity War, quite frankly, or at the, maybe, like, what would have been really cool, honestly, since they would have kind of made Infinity War even longer than it already was, (laughs) if the attack on Xandar had been one of the tag scenes, Mm. that would have been sweet. Yeah, that would have been real cool. I still want to see that. (laughs) Like, I mean, they're talking about doing Nova now. Like that's that mm-hmm. hasn't been officially announced, but right. it's like all but certain as either a Disney Plus show or a movie. I really hope we see Thanos just decimate Xandar. Yeah, that would be that would be cool to see, almost yeah. flashback style. But or, I mean, yeah, who knows where the where the actual show is going to go? But I, you're right, I would like to see that. But it does play into the origins of the characters that they would follow in that show. I think. I don't know a lot about Nova, but and it's off topic, so we won't. But I think it'd work. Nice. 
Uh, additional filming for Volume 2 took place in Cartersville, Georgia, a state park north of Portland, Oregon, which is cool, and in St. Charles, Missouri. Uh, the Georgia <laughs> International Convention Center served as additional soundstage space after pre-production on Spider-Man Homecoming began at several Pinewood Atlanta Studios sound stages. So they got kicked out for Spider-Man and had to uh, pick up some shots somewhere else. (laughs) Principal photography wrapped on June 16th, 2016. Almost done. At San Diego Comic-Con 2016, Russell and Debicki were revealed to be playing Ego, Cool's father, and Aisha, respectively. Uh, Sylvester Stallone was also revealed to be in the film, with his role later revealed as Takaro Gord, who was an original member of the Guardians. Mm-hmm. In the books. Uh, now some cool stuff. Uh, it became the fifth highest grossing MCU film. Uh, tickets went on sale on April 24, 2017. The film was the number one seller on Fandango and surpassed the advanced sales for Age of Ultron in a similar time frame. Fandango. I remember that. Right? Is it still a thing? <laughs> I think so. <laughs> I'm sure it is, yeah. It's probably just not as popular. Kind of, it kind of led the way. Of, I've never I used think. it, but I yeah I when I was over in Kent, it was uh, I used it quite a few times. It was very easy to just get your ticket and, and go. But I think every kind of theater just kind of was like, well, we could just do what you do, and yeah. we'll just collect the fees. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> On Metacritic, the film has a weighted average score of sixty-seven out of a hundred. Excuse me. Based on 47 critics indicating generally favorable favorable reviews, audiences polled by CinemaScore gave the film an average grade of an A from an A plus to an F scale. And while uh, while post track reported filmgoers gave it a 93% overall positive score. Uh, Rolling Stone Peter Travers described the film as a blast and gave it three stars out of four, praising the film for its tone and fun, soundtrack and characters. He noted that Volume 2 can't match the sneak attack surprise of its predecessor, but the follow-up, while taking on some CGI bloat and sequel slickness, hasn't lost its love for inspired lunacy. So there you go. Wow. Uh-huh. Uh, Chicago Sun... Right? <laughs> <laughs> so, 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 yeah. He's going to give J. Jonah Jameson a run for his money. Uh, Chicago Sun-Times' Richard Roper also gave the film three stars, calling it not quite as much fun, not quite as clever, not quite as fresh as the original, but it still packs a bright and shiny and sweet punch. Shut up, Roper. Roper continued that (laughs) even with all the silliness and the snarkiness, the Guardians can't, or can put a lump in your throat and praise the cast, especially Mm -hmm. Rooker, with, quote, one of the best roles in the movie. True story. All right, yeah. you can stay. I think, <laughs> well, yeah, we'll get into it, but I do, I think two, aside from the opening of one, which is just a gut punch, like two, I think just knocks it out of the park emotionally so much more than the first one. Yeah, absolutely, yeah. I mean, just the, the way everyone kind of, I guess not uh, grew, but everyone just kind of got to grow more and yeah. show their more vulnerable side. For sure, and grew grew more. He was in that little potted plant in the, at the end of the first one, and now he's grown to a toddler. And by the end, he's grown into a teenager. Yeah, he's, he's a that teenager. is literal yeah. growth. You, you are right. I take back everything I said. Good. 
Uh, Grammy Awards, Best Compilation Soundtrack for Visual Media, Guardians of the Galaxy Volume 2, Awesome Mix Volume 2 was nominated. Uh, Academy Awards, Academy Award for Best Visual Effects, Christopher Townsend, Damian Carr, Guy Williams, Jonathan Faulkner, and Dan Sudik were nominated. Uh, Billboard Music Awards, Top Soundtrack, Guardians of the Galaxy Volume 2, Awesome Mix Volume 2, nominated. Uh, Saturn Awards, Best Comic to Motion Picture Release, Guardians was nominated. Best Supporting Actor in a Film, Michael Rooker nominated. Best Film Makeup for John Blake, Brian Seip was nominated. Best Film Special Visual Effects, Christopher Towns and Guy Williams, blah, blah, blah. One. <laughs> so there you go. Hey. <laughs> they actually, blah, 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 they won. Yeah, they blah, 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 <laughs> and they won. <laughs> I Good felt bad as soon as I said the blah, 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 and then I looked over, <laughs> and then I saw they won. I was Whoa. like, oh, Jonathan Faulkner uh, and Dan Siddick are the names that I blot over. Sorry, okay. fellas. You deserve Jeez. the recognition for the win. It's a lot of words. <laughs> yeah, it usually is with these these movie ones. So, Especially when it's Guardians 2, Volume 2, Awesome Mix, Volume 2. Also this. Yeah. And there. Okay. Hey, hey, it could have been worse if it wasn't for James Gunn. So. This is true. <laughs> <laughs> that's it. I'm going to take a nice. sip of Bev. And that's all the credentials. A sippy of Bev. So yeah, mm-hmm. it, it's uh, it's it's a great movie, but we'll get into That's our next part, right? So we're going to start now yeah, actually talking about the movie yeah. itself. So perfect. Oh, uh, yeah. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Caught me off guard and like something flew in my throat or something. But, okay. We're, I'm Eating back. Too we're much good. of that Icarus. That's what you're doing. Oh my god. And, uh, <laughs> take a sip of Bev when you're chugging down that dick. Okay. What is wrong with you, Polly Shore? <laughs> All I'm picturing is Encino Man right now. <laughs> well, now I'm going to stop. You ruined Good. it. <laughs> I'm glad. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Let's try to talk about this movie already. All right. Fine. I loved it. Like okay. it, it's there you go. Yeah, like, like I, I think I, I mean I've said this. It's probably my third or fourth time now, mm-hmm. but just the the growth that we got to see in each character, I loved it. The relationships that got built between them, the um, Rocket like realizing he's yes, he is a giant jerk, but this is still his family. Like maybe you don't have to try and push them away so much by being that jerk. Like, mm-hmm. like they accept you as this jerk that you're trying to be. Just don't be the jerk. You yeah. know, like. Yeah. So I say and, that to you all the time. <laughs> I don't listen, though. You make it so easy to be a jerk to you. I know. <laughs> and then you've got... Uh, I can't think of what this actor's name is. Uh, just Dave Batista, who he plays. Mm-hmm. Drax. Is... Drax, thank you. <laughs> I'm here it's for like, you. Normally, I can't remember the actor's name, but here we are. Um, he didn't have it as much, but, but I, I still enjoyed... He got to talk about his family a little bit, at least. Mm-hmm. He was talking to Mantis and how ugly she is and all that. Yeah. So it, was, it still had that comedy part to it, but he did still get to open up and just show Yeah, that, kind of that moment when they are on the steps and she yeah. feels him as he's you know remembering his daughter at the lake and shit. It's like, that's that touching Drax stuff that we got in the first one right. that gets to shine through here. And it makes you care about that character that's just a doofus most of the time. Yeah, yeah. So I, I, I yeah, I, I, I really enjoyed that. That was, 
that kind of stuff was included in this. It wasn't just action packed and here's music and we'll fight to this music, which we still had and I enjoyed. Mm-hmm. But I'm glad there was more to it than that. Well, that's my thing. It's like I do enjoy the first one. I kind of crap on a little bit because I don't particularly like the ending. I think it, I, yeah. I'm glad that they poke fun at it in Infinity War. Yes. Because of how stupid <laughs> it is. But this one just fires on all cylinders, like just from the yeah. beginning. You know, the, the 80s flashback and seeing his mom with a young Kurt Russell, which looks amazing. It by does. The way. But then you get that awesome fight on, uh, I think it's the Sovereign, I think is where they, I don't remember if that's the race or if that's what their planet is called or both, but. I think it's both. I'm pretty sure. But the big hairless monkey octopus thing that they fight that spits up rainbows, like. Yeah. Only in Guardians is that a thing that I could say (laughs) and not, and not feel bad about it. Like. Yeah, that's true. Like, if that was in Captain America, I'd be going, I don't know what they Like, I don't know, guys. Yeah. It's a, it's a choice like, they made. What? I don't understand it. Yeah. What but in this, it's like, thinking? yeah, it's just this weird monkey pig octopus thing. It's fine. Yeah. This is normal. This is every day. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. They slice it open, and Drax tries to puncture it from the inside, even though the skin's yeah. the same thickness as it is outside. It's fine. Yeah. <laughs> And I love that they explained that and, and took the time to be like, how dumb is his thought process here? Yeah, I and then and him to then come out and, and be excited, like, I did it. Yes. <laughs> just just doesn't even get it. It's oh man. It's so good. I love how much shit Groot gives him in this. Like as soon as he bursts out, he just like throws something like a rock at his head. Oh being yeah. stupid. And then when is he's it, trying to get into the ship at the end, he's just smacking him. You're right. He does do that. Like, he's almost, like, pissed off at him. Like, he, yeah, he, he, like you almost landed on me or something. Yeah, something. Yeah. Yeah. I don't quite know what it is, but that's a good point. <laughs> it is very funny. Yeah. And I did also, like, at the... Well, I guess it was still during that fight, but it was when he was out. And he was dancing around except for when he was looking at him and he held yeah. still... And started to move again, held still. Yeah, so I, mm-hmm. I, I enjoyed that too. It was kind of a callback to the first one. The first yeah. movie's the Stinger. Mm-hmm. Yeah, <laughs> it's good. It is good. I mean, it's just, <laughs> there is so much more fun depth. You get that glimpse on uh, Contraxia when we see Sly Stallone as Takaro Gord, mm-hmm. which was a nice touch. Um, yeah. If you do know the, the Guardians from the books, you go, oh, shit, that's like an original. Like he's the Star Lord of the original Guardians. Like, right. It, it's a nice way that they were able to kind of shoehorn in those kind of classic characters that I assume are coming back. Yeah, I remember that was the rumor after the fir- after or excuse me after the second one, but that's that's as far as I've ever heard it go. Yeah, I don't so know. I, I don't know. I don't know if I've heard if uh, Stallone or anybody's coming back. Yeah, for three. I mean, he I mean, worked with so. Stallone in Suicide Squad, so, I mean... Oh, yeah, that's right. Could. <laughs> there's, there's no saying no. Yeah. Or they'll bring him back in a fourth, I don't know. Or yeah. the holiday special. Yeah, and we got to see that, that there was more to um, Yondu's kind of backstory <laughs> than... Yeah, yes, I remembered Rooker <laughs> before his name. Yondu. 
um yeah it was more to that like I, and so i'm glad that we got to learn that kind of backstory and it wasn't just hinted at and you know we'll have to wait and see that but but yeah that was like a, a big part of this movie it's kind of what he did and him and quill and and all that so i yeah it's cool to see some backstory to that well, yeah, it makes me kind of wish they'd done more of that in the first one, honestly. Because, like, in the first one, yeah. Yondu is there, and he's funny, and it's Rooker, so he's great. But, like, you don't really get much of the fact that this guy raised him. Like, it's more like they're friends, and mm-hmm. they... I don't want to say they shoehorned it into this one, but it, they kind of shoehorned in this father-son relationship that they have to make it fit yeah. with the theme that they were going with. And it works again when he dies. It's you know, tear. But oh, for sure, yeah. Like it, it is something that I wish they had kind of had some coverage on in the first one because it seems like Gunn knew it already from just writing the Bible for the first movie. Right. Yeah, you're right. Because yeah, it seemed like in the first movie it was just like this is a kid we picked up and we just put him to work, and that's mm-hmm. all he is. Just yeah. another one of the the crew members. Yeah, and they talk about his dad at the end, and Yondu says that guy was a jackass, and then they fly off, and that's okay, yeah. all there is to it. And it's like, and I know part of it was like, if I remember right, Marvel had to make a deal with Fox to be able to use Ego. Okay. I don't remember what all it entailed. It was like Fox needed Marvel's permission to use like Quicksilver or something. Right. And so Marvel was like, okay, well, if you get to use that, then we want to use these characters in our stuff. And you're never going to want to use them anyway, because, like, Ego the Living Planet, there's no way you're going to do that right. You would never touch that. We will. And make him into Kurt Russell. (laughs) And that that changes everything. Yeah. (laughs) Kurt Russell makes everything better. Um... We get introduced to Mantis, mm-hmm. which I thought she was a lot of fun. Yeah. Um, it's a character I don't know anything about comic book wise, but I do like the way they kind of used her and implemented her in the, like, oh, she helps Ego get some rest because he's the space god, and otherwise he would just be pining away at what he's doing all the time. And this right. helps him kind of take a breath and, you know, return fresh for his horrible mission. Yeah, yeah, seriously, it is a horrible mission in the end. <laughs> you know, we don't know it at that point, but yeah, because he does. He talks it up like you know, it's there's. I finally figured out my purpose and all this and that, and it's like, oh, cool. You know, he's got a good purpose, and, and then you find out the purpose, and like, oh, you're a big psycho. <laughs> you <laughs> want good. everything to be you. Yeah, I mean, I, I, I get I, it, but I guess, but it's also then like, well. I, you were so lonely when it was just you. Yeah, but if you and have a you million yous, you know, and you just talk with I yourself guess. all the time, you you know, I, that's... Yeah, sure, There's sure, some sure. value there, I'm sure. <laughs> well, uh, since we're talking about them, let's talk about them. We don't have to adhere too much to my uh, notes here. I, I think Kurt Russell's fantastic as Ego. I mean, he's a great actor anyway, but what I love about Kurt Russell is that he can be the sweet, kindly Santa Claus, as he plays on the Netflix movies. And then on a dime, he can turn, and he can be Stuntman Mike. 
from Death Proof. It's <laughs> a great movie, by the way. It is. Go listen to our coverage of that movie on Pod and Gore, available wherever you listen to podcasts. Um, Plug. <laughs> <laughs> but it's true. Like he, he's that jovial. Like he was a Disney kid. You know, he grew up as literally a Disney kid making Disney movies, hmm. and so he has that like warm father figure that you want to immediately trust him style about him. But then he can just get a look on his face and his eye that makes your blood curl. Like it's just, it's awesome. And he does it in this, like that end when he twists and you see what's really going on, that he killed Peter's mom Mm -hmm. and is essentially wiping out all living beings in the universe it's, it's fantastic yeah right yeah yeah you nailed it he does he yeah he can just he can play those two characters so well and just fluidly go in between the two and yeah it's i mean it's super impressive like i and i i, I did say i think i mentioned this um in our falcon and winter soldier episode go, go listen to that too wherever you listen to this because you're yeah. listening yeah. um but <laughs> Like, I can see that kind of when he goes to yell and he's standing at the podium, he kind of yells and it's very Kurt Russell-esque, like that that sudden burst of sound and emotion. It's like, like you get that from your dad, but your dad has nailed it. Like, you did a good job, mm-hmm. but like, that, that is Kurt Russell when I see him do that. So, it's, yeah. And It'd they be made tough him to a see, uh, with a face. Yeah. That's Which just is fucking awesome. awesome. Like, it's yeah. the Mysterio helmet <laughs> of the movie. Like, they fucking right. did it. They made him a planet with a face. It's only in one <laughs> shot, but that's all I need. It doesn't need to yeah. talk. It just needs to exist. Yeah. Yeah. It just it needs to be exactly what you're saying it is. Yeah. A planet, planet face. check. Face, check. And yeah. you, you, you did kinda it. You kind of get a hint of a mustache on there, which is cool. <laughs> I didn't even notice it. Yeah. I love it. I think McConaughey could have done it. He, I mean, if you watched like a um, True Detective, like he, mm. he can go crazy. I think yeah. he's a little. I I feel like he, he would almost have a different problem in that he would be, you wouldn't want to trust him. Like you wouldn't yeah. know he was evil from the beginning. Yeah, because he's just kind of smarmy. In the best yeah. possible way. But, like, he looks like someone that's, like, he's up to something. Yeah. Yeah, I think I think you're right that, that Kurt Russell has that, that Santa Clausy look, that hmm. that older dad-grandpa-type look and hmm. feel to him that it really helped out to, to really make that twist so much greater. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, bravo. Yeah. He, he does an amazing job. I, I could talk about him just the entire movie really um but i loved the the ravagers versus rocket fight in the Mm. woods that rocket was just so prepared and knew that they were going to be there (laughs) and he just set up all these booby traps and just fucking with them until yondu kind of gets the jump on him i guess but i feel like he if he had had more tricks up his sleeve he would have used them and won anyway yeah but yeah, and you were right. That's exactly what I was gonna say. Is that I love that how prepared he was for it. Like he knew they were. Like he he just knew he knew they were gonna come, almost like it's something he would do, 
or he expects that mm-hmm. someone else would do it. Yeah. yeah, and I just yeah, I love that. Any of the booby traps were fun and and watching these rabbits just fly in the air, crash. <laughs> Another set fly in the air, crash. Yeah, it was a lot of fun. All to the set of summertime. <laughs> I love that song. Like, That's good. I, I love the soundtrack so much. Like, <laughs> I, I almost want to talk about the movie again, just listing off all the songs. Because it is one of those, like, I listen to it all the time. When we go on road trips or back when we did oh, yeah. before the, the sadness that, you know, overcame the world. Yeah. We would always listen to Guardians Volume 2 soundtrack. Like, it nice. just, it works so well. Yeah. Um, Then Taserface, which is a real name from the actual comics. Uh, right. Rob Liefeld's son came up with it from oh, okay. what I heard. <laughs> and he just made this character out of it. Um, But I love... Chris Sullivan does a great job as Taserface. I mean, he's he's a douchebag, but he's... I don't know. There's just something about him that's entertaining. The fact that they make yeah. fun of his stupid name. Yeah. And how stupid and he looks. Yeah, and he's trying so hard to like make it sound cool. And at first, yeah, they're like, yeah, yeah, it is cool. And he's like... Kind is of like, though? the more you think about it... Yeah, is it? You shoot tasers <laughs> out of your face? <laughs> it's metaphorical. <laughs> for what? But, I mean, when... When the guy's mutiny and he's shoving the people who are loyal to Yondu out the airlock and you see them floating into space and dying like that dude from Sons of Anarchy just... <laughs> yep, he is. <laughs> you are correct. <laughs> he just, you know, he just floats out there and he, they're all crying and pleading for Yondu to help them. It's like, it's, it's brutal. It really is, yeah. And it was bad for for the one because you know we've we've seen him in this before, mm-hmm. but then when they kind of like I don't know, zoom out or show who else is out there, it's like, whoa! Like they've been doing this for a while. Like it's not just mm-hmm. one guy. Yeah. Like, it's like half the crew. People. Yeah. yeah, it's it it makes it so much more brutal. Like they're just how ruthless they are. It's yeah. It's almost yeah. It's crazy. I mean, it is sad for sure. Yeah. I mean, it's also just like crazy. Like, Jesus, you guys are psychos. Yeah. <laughs> the Ravagers are crazy. Well, and then we get the amazing prison break mm, with yeah. Rocket and Yondu. I, I love that song, too, obviously. Love them all. But yeah. it, it is fun. You get this kind of jovial song, and people are just getting massacred left and right by this <laughs> flying arrow and bombs yeah. going off. Yeah, just yeah. The, the, I I mean, I we've talked about it before. It's I think it was on my favorite weapons list. That era was just amazing, and, and the power that he has to it. And I'm I'm glad that at least that will continue on. It seems like with the uh, Kraglin, Kragen, yeah. So that'll be cool to see. Mm. I don't where'd the fin come. I don't remember where that fin came from because the prototype one Yondu had when he was burned or whatever it is during the funeral. So mm. I don't. Maybe a second prototype? Maybe they yeah. built one? I mean, he could have built I would one. assume they built one in the interim, like, yeah. between the funeral and this scene. I would assume a couple weeks have passed, a couple days. Yeah, it does seem like most, you know? a good chunk of time did pass, especially with yeah. the Stinger and Groot being a, a teenager already. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, I mean, I would assume that they just kind of, like, 
Like, oh, I have this arrow, so I need a thing to control it, and yeah. so I'm going to make my own fin, I guess. Yeah. Or he just yanked it off of Yondu's head right before he went into the uh, <laughs> rainbow kiln. No, I saw it burn up. I thought about that. I remembered the okay. scene. Okay. Yeah. Whatever uh, I, I loved up. the Nebula versus Gamora fight in the caves with Gamora just screaming as she has that giant ship gun. Yeah, well, I mean, for Nebula to first of all just fly in there and just like wings crashing off and doesn't care, still just using like the rocket boosters to get closer and mm-hmm. just nonstop shooting. Yeah, like that was nuts already. But yeah, then Gamora is like, like I've had enough of you. <laughs> like, I am so over you right now. And to just pick that thing up. We yeah, have other so... shit going on. And you come yeah. in here with this. <laughs> One is, now, I... As someone with two sisters who grew up with them fighting across the hall most of my childhood, yeah. It, yeah. it's hilarious because it's exactly that. Like it is nice. so them just screaming at each other at the top of their lungs, throwing <laughs> shoes and whatnot. And it's just like... <laughs> <laughs> it was it's just, perfect yeah just the rage takes over and, and mm-hmm. it's like 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 is she trying to kill her or not like or like it's just the rage is taking over and she's not even like totally comprehending what she's doing yeah it's, well that's they like they really both end up like it. saving each other from the explosions and shit and so it's like you're not trying to kill each other you're just pissed and it's right. like it's almost you're, like if you're you throwing hairbrushes and it's right. <laughs> yeah. If I happen to hurt you or you die, like that's on you because yeah. you pissed yeah. me off that much. Yeah, <laughs> you're a survivor and you just get out of the fucking way and let me get this <laughs> off my chest. I mean, just the way Nebula <laughs> screams as she's like kamikazes into her is fantastic. Yeah. And it is. It's... Nebula or uh, Gamora's you know retort <laughs> with the giant gun on her shoulder. Yeah, like it, it made good. it into the opening Marvel crawl. Like, is it really? I think so. I don't think nice. it is anymore, but it it okay. was. <laughs> That's awesome. Yeah. And then they discovered that it's a death cave full of corpses of Ego's kids, which is also fantastic. Yeah, like well, just this piece. That's <laughs> pretty dark, but <laughs> in a in a different way. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I know what you mean. Had to give you crap. Yeah. No, yeah, you're right. It, it is. It's it's like almost eye opening. Like, okay, yeah, this guy is not right in the head. And yeah, and that that's that's the I think that's the beginning of the twist, right? Because that's kind of when mm-hmm. we're like, okay, this Gamora's been kind of leaning towards something's not right, and she's finally figured it out. Like, this is hard proof. Yeah. So yeah, I mean that's because they discover all the bodies in the cave. Mantis is trying to come clean with Drax about, you know, Ego's doing shit. Ego's starting mm-hmm. to monologue at Peter about his true purpose and right. showing him eternity, um, which in the comics is an actual entity, hmm. okay. which is a cool th- little nugget of information. I've always, like, as soon as he said it's eternity or whatever and it's beautiful. I've wondered if they meant the actual embodiment of eternity in the Marvel universe right. as a being, or right. if it's just, but we don't know yet. They haven't gone that deep on us yet, so we'll <laughs> see. But it, it is, I love, I know we kind of skipped over one thing, but we'll talk about it in the tags. Um, I, I just, I love the twist for Ego. I know we already talked about it a little bit, but... As for me, it was 
a, a shock when he uh, said that he put the tumor in Peter's mom's head. Like, I didn't yeah. see that coming. No, not at all. And so it was just like, oh, he's nuts. Like, he, you know, <laughs> he loved his mom and knew that if he didn't do something about it, he was going to falter from his self-appointed mission. <laughs> right. That he could stop at any point in time and it would have been fine. Yeah. No one would have gotten mad. Like, just <laughs> be like, okay, that's fine. You do you, bro. But seriously, <laughs> like, I, everybody would have been fine with you not doing it. Yeah. Oh, I'll it's still not, be alive if you don't do it. It's not I'll like, oh, that. my boss is gonna kill me if I don't do this. Get this whole expansion thing going. Yeah, it's like no, you it's... are the boss. <laughs> yeah, it's all you. Just, <laughs> just don't. It's fine. That would have yeah, been a and, and, much more sweet story if you found love and decided not to kill everybody. Yeah, That'd be really cool. <laughs> yeah. I mean, I, you know, that honestly, that could have worked too. They could have gone that route where, you know, I was so in love with her, but she got the tumor and died and I was just so heartbroken that then I decided to do this plan. But no, it's like, I yeah. was a psychopath the whole time. <laughs> <laughs> Your mom almost made me not psychotic. But it yep. didn't quite work. Yeah, I had to put Wasn't that quite there. top real quick. <laughs> yeah, I don't know how I feel about it. Like, I like the twist of, like, you know, mo most often in movies, it's like, love wins the day. Oh, she yeah. made me change my ways, and now I'm not going to kill the universe anymore, I guess. But the idea that he is so steadfast, and he's just like, no, this is what needs to be done. Right. It's... A I don't know. I don't know if it makes it a better story, but it makes him a f more frightening villain. Yeah, and it's a, definitely a more unique story, that's for sure. Yeah. Because if it would have been like, but she died, so then I got pissed again, and now we're doing this, be like, I think it still mm. would have worked, but I think it would have yeah. been a little bit more like, yeah, we've kind of seen that before. Yeah, but it, that would have also made it hard for kind of Peter to fall out of this almost trance he was in. Yeah. Because yeah, as soon as he hears that, like you see the I guess it looked like stars or a galaxy kind of in his eyes. So that kind of goes away and him, he's like, he's back and he's like, well, and just without any hesitation, just pulls out both guns and just, doo, 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 doo. <laughs> and I love that too. It's like, oh yeah, that's fantastic. Like, you are the reason that I lost my wife, like for the worst day of my life and mm -hmm. every, everything that since then, like you're the reason and just letting out all that anger on him. That's pretty yeah. cool. That was fantastic. <laughs> Though something occurred to me when watching it this time. Uh, we'll, you know, after Eternals, I've been trying to kind of connect uh, Ego to the Celestials because he says he is one. Right. Is the reason that Peter was able to connect to Ego's being and harness the power that he gives off, was that because Tiamat? a celestial was already living or being born on earth. Like oh. he had that connection to celestial power already. Uh, that's a <laughs> I know it's I not, not prepared for this question. <laughs> I know right. it's not because they didn't, I know they didn't plan that far ahead. Let's be honest. Yeah. Maybe they did do some uh, shit with, you know, cause James Gunn did kind of try and shepherd the, galactic side of the mcu but let's yeah. give them the credit and say that they did 
okay. have that forethought, which they didn't, but let's say they did. Okay. Could that be why? Um, I don't know. Part of me thinks maybe no, because like he, he had no idea of, of any type of extra powers or anything that he had until, right. like, I guess he, he visited Ego. Mm-hmm. I'm just saying, like, I don't think he would have had powers if he had stayed on Earth. Okay. Maybe he would have. But he didn't yet, other than he was able to survive holding the Infinity Stone. Right. But I'm wondering if the reason none of his other, Ego's other kids could do it is because their planet hadn't been chosen to host the next Celestial. That's what you mean. Oh, oh yeah. interesting. I mean, I, I can see how that would work, but like out of all those other planets, not a single other one. Maybe. maybe. I mean, I don't know like what their turn rate is, you know? Like, sure. <laughs> like for every 50th planet, there's a celestial yeah. inside. I don't know, but I see what you're saying. That's an interesting hmm. thought for sure. Yeah. Obviously, there's no way for us to know, and it's all just, you know, whatever, but this is what yeah, we're here but, for, so. Yeah, that's yeah. an interesting thought. Yeah, good, good, good call. Uh, Guardians fighting Ego was fantastic. The The design of the inside of Ego was super cool. It was very yeah. Kirby-esque with all the cool swoops and swirls. Okay. It was kind of like a Doctor Strange kind of, which I think Ditko did that one, but still... It, it was just a really, excuse me, interesting design. Yeah, for sure. And, and even when he started to move stuff around, just the way the different things moved and the levels that there were and, and all that kind of stuff, yeah, it was pretty... It's interesting. Like, I, it, it, it's You don't see it from the surface. From the surface, it looks so much different. And then just these different layers that he's, I guess, added to himself to you know, protect himself or grow or whatever it is. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's it's pretty interesting encasing his giant glowing brain in a weird <laughs> carbon ball thing but still having a tunnel to it <laughs> well yeah i mean you gotta in case you, you have an itch breathe. or something yeah <laughs> <laughs> and the last thing before we get to the tags is the death of yondu and the, the ravager funeral which is the te- tearjerker of the movie yeah it I absolutely mean, was it <laughs> It is one. It makes you almost like have to go back and rewatch the first one and kind of live both of them one after the other to get that full appreciation for the character and be like, I mean, Rooker's amazing anyway, as we've yeah. discussed. But there was something about him, you know, Groot welcoming into the Guardians of the Galaxy and him realizing that he's never done anything right in his whole life, so he needs yeah. to sacrifice himself to help his son. Mm-hmm. And, you know, Peter realizing as they're floating up into space that there's only one arrow rig. So Yondu's not going to make it. And you see him freeze. Like, it's it's good stuff. It it really is. And, and he, there's even more, too. Like, him, and that was a jokey line, but him saying, you know, look like Mary Poppins. And he's like, is he cool? And just kind of the way he looks at him, like, like yeah. Like, he's cool, but really saying, like, you're cool. Mm-hmm. Like, you're so much better than I, I kind of gave you credit for. Mm-hmm. And and the line of like he may have been your father, but he wasn't your daddy, and and like just these they I mean they were definitely building us all up and like these little nuggets here and there, and yeah we and and just I don't remember for sure on the first time, but I, you know not really thinking they only have the one 
spacesuit, and so they can't both survive. Because hmm. you, you also see um, Peter's helmet break not too long yeah. before that, so you know he doesn't have that. And yeah, just just that, and then yeah, seeing Peter finally realizing it, and just him trying to take that off, and just the emotions that he goes through, man, it's good. And the funeral's fantastic. I mean, you get yeah. that real low point, and they're putting all his little trinkets along his grave or whatever you mm-hmm. want to call it, and giving him you know the ritualistic dressings and shit, and yeah, the ravagers showing up to shoot off fireworks in space which was really cool yeah the the biggest like kind of like goosebumpy moment was when craglin sees it and just Mm -hmm. like how excited he gets like like he is still worthy almost like if he's worthy i'm worthy almost kind of kind of mirroring the line of uh bucky in talking winter soldier yeah um just like yeah that emotion that he shows like it's like like you might have been a small little scene but damn like good acting like you put your all into that and yeah yeah, that because i i think i don't remember what that was for it might have been like a favorite scene or something favorite something that we were doing for a previous episode where i came across that scene and and it was just that and i was like Mm -hmm. like even in just that moment i got the goosebumps just from his reaction to it it was so amazing yeah yeah, almost. It really was, and again, the music, the yeah. that fathers and sons song is my favorite song of the whole movie, and yeah, it just hits so well. Like yeah. it's such a, like, it gives me goosebumps thinking about the song because it's just such a fucking tearjerker. In yeah. Rocket coming to realization of like, you know, they still came. Like he was a big old jerk hole and did all these horrible things, but he redeemed himself in the end and all his friends still showed up for him. Yeah. And, and then, you know, yeah. And, and finally, and, and, and the audience realizing like he wasn't talking about Yondu just specifically. Yeah. He was also kind of talking about himself cause he says in line, like he didn't have to steal those batteries. Yeah. And the, and even Peter's like, he looks over and like, yeah, like, of course. And even that's great. And man, yeah. it just, it that's was. my favorite part of it. It's, it and then it closes <laughs> like the last shot is a close up of rocket and he's starting to cry. And it's just like, this is, yeah. Ugh. Like this is it a makes stupid the movie. guardians of the galaxy movie. Like, yeah. Where did all this emotion come from? Like and what happened to the first part with the random ass monkey? Dance octopus? off and shit. <laughs> let's yeah, let's dance off to save the universe again. God. Yeah, yeah. No, it's I, it's well it's done. why this movie is so much better than the first one because it's just yeah. like the beginning of the first one's great, but the the ending, like the last half of this movie, is just so fucking good. It is. It's amazing. Yeah, man. And then we yeah. get five tags. Yeah, which I, is yes. just nuts. <laughs> Watch it on Disney Plus, and you you know you get the skip credits button. I'm like, all right, it's so nice. There's the first one, and it's like, okay, there's another one. Here we go. That's right. There is another one, and it, you know, I didn't remember it until I watched it. And it's, yeah, here there's five. Jeez. <laughs> so Craglin tries out Yondu's arrow and stabs Drax, which is fun. Yeah. <laughs> uh, he doesn't show up in Infinity War, and I don't know if he's an Endgame or not. I assume he is, but I don't remember seeing him. Okay. Um, I don't, but it'd be I interesting to see him show up in Volume Three with the fin or not. I hope he has a fin, and and yeah, has, at least has some of the the kind of same um like a mastery of it yeah not, not quite to the same bar as yondu but yeah can still mm-hmm. do pretty good because i feel like yondu i mean he had decades of 
yeah. the practice. So. And then we see the Ravager reunion, which is essentially an original Guardians of the Galaxy reunion right. minus Yondu with right. the Sylvester Stallone, Ving Rhames. I think the Asian lady is the same one who is from Shang-Chi. It is, yes, is, the aunt. Is the, the aunt. And yeah. then um, the Martinex, I think, is the diamond face guy. And that's um, what's-his-face from Smallville. Yeah. Um, Lex Luthor. What's the fuck's yeah. his name? I don't know. That guy, though. And then yep. the robot head is Miley Cyrus. Oh, that's right. <laughs> yeah. I totally forgot until you said that. Yeah. <laughs> Jeez. Yeah. Which, you know, I'd find. I Why hear not? she's good in Black Mirror, which I haven't watched. So. Oh, okay. Yeah, no, I haven't either. I find it's a good show. Yeah. And they decide to steal some shit. I hope they come back. If nothing else, just for like a James Bond cold open, like they do in this one when they kill the squid pig thing, like okay. just have a fun action beat where they have to stop the Ravagers from, you know, pulling off a heist yeah. and put them in jail to the new Nova Corps or something and then yeah, go with go. the rest of your Adam Warlockiness. That'd be cool. <laughs> yeah, that would be fun. Uh, Aisha has created the next step in the Sovereign's evolution, decides to call him Adam. All of us yeah. here go, yeah, finally. Because the, the Adam Warlock ca- cocoon has been like theorized since Thor the Dark World. Like, when we went to the collector's collection house and saw the weird thing in the case, it was like, that's very much an Adam Warlock cocoon. Yeah. And it is. Like... Yeah. They say it's not, but it is. That's what that it is. is. Yeah. You know, so we've been pining for Adam all this time, and now he's finally going to be here. We have him cast as What's-His-Face yeah. from that movie I haven't seen. We the Millers, yeah. Yeah. He <laughs> doesn't look like that kid anymore. Like, no. Yeah. You look yeah, at him I now, s- and it's like, yep, that's Adam Warlock. Adam Warlock, yeah. <laughs> yeah, I've, re- I've seen that meme all the time on Pinterest, yeah. and I go, that guy's fucking Adam Warlock, and then I saw a picture of him now, and it's like, okay, yeah. that guy's yeah. Adam Warlock. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh, then we get a teenage Groot, which is how I look in Infinity War and Endgame, playing video mm-hmm. games. The I'm not boring, you're boring. It's <laughs> very much what it's like being around teenagers. And then the last one is the the Stan Lee cameo, which is what we kind of skipped over earlier because we can talk about it now. Um, I kind of forget, like, when What If came out, I was like, oh, they're finally going to get the Watchers, and I'm having Jeremy problems with names, but (laughs) What's-His-Face doing the voice of Iwatu? Um, I don't know. Felix Leiter from (laughs) Jeffrey Wright. Jeffrey Wright, there we go. And I was like, oh, it'd be great if they got, like, they, we could finally see a live-action Watcher, and we could get Jeffrey Wright to voice him, and it could be all CG, so it could look like he does in this. And I was like, oh, wait, we've seen him before. Right, yeah. Like, it's not necessarily you ought to in this. One of them yeah. could be, I guess. Yeah, yeah but sure. that race is this race. Yeah. And they actually look pretty fucking good. Like, I'd, I'd love to see them come back. Yeah, I mean, that is pretty rude, don't just leave Stanley like that. Yeah. But it does make sense as to why Stan has been in all of these movies. 
as like their yeah. informant. <laughs> but they do screw up in this movie because the thing that he references when they're doing the jumps is yeah. the scene from Civil War, which hasn't happened yet. Is it? Yeah. He says. Yeah, he says. And there was this one. Yeah, it was a Federal Express. Express man. And that happened in Civil War, but this movie happens in 2014, maybe 15. Because it's only a couple That's months right. after the first one. Yeah, that is right. And then he does play a mailman, but it's not Federal Express. It'd be, you know, the Postal Service. Yeah. yeah. And James Gunn has admitted that it, they fucked up. It was a mistake, but still. Yeah. And I'd just say he traveled back in time. Well, that's the Why? thing. Like, it's <laughs> he's a a watcher informant. Like, he, there's no real telling where in that space and time that might have happened. Yeah. Though there was no multiverse yet, so <laughs> I don't know. All right, that's it for the movie. Let's fun fact and Easter egg this thing and get Uta here. Right. So, first fun fact, prop master Russell Bobbitt had difficulty finding the cassette decks that had been used in the first film, and all of the Sony Walkman headsets uh, they sourced for the sequel were broken. Sony also did not have any headsets available for filming. While three pairs Bobbitt found on eBay cost around 1800 bucks and were not the exact model, Bobbitt eventually created six from scratch. Yeah, I'm surprising they wouldn't just spend that eighteen hundred on just props, like right. Like make one, make one, make a mold of that. Like, yeah, like, only it. one has to work. Yeah, maybe two as a backup. That's strange. Yeah. That's funny though. <laughs> and it's Sony. Like Sony makes made Walkmans. Like, yeah, you'd think they'd have one somewhere. Yeah, that's yeah, good point. <laughs> Uh, after the death of David Bowie in January 2016, Gunn said that there had been decisions for Bowie to appear in the film as a member of Yondu's original crew. That would have been, been cool. cool. A prop of a stink bug-inspired insect was made from chocolate and injected with black honey so it could be eaten on screen. And, quote, when he bit down, the honey poured out of his mouth, similarly to a yarrow root... Uh, or similarly, a yarrow root was designed based on enlarged images of pollen and then created with non-dairy white chocolate to be eaten on screen. What was this for? So, like, all the bugs and the gross shit that they ate. Oh, okay. It was, like, Just chocolate with chocolate yummy fillings. Chocolate to look like real stuff. Gotcha. Yeah. Uh, volume 2 was the first film to be shot with an 8K resolution camera. The Red Weapon 8K. Uh-oh. Weird name for it. Yeah. Uh, Gun and Marvel decided to use the camera in September 2015 when only that single prototype existed and spent three months working with Red to get the camera ready for filming. I like how they were able to get their hands on this, but yeah. not a couple cassette players. Right? <laughs> <laughs> That's, That's really nice. tough. <laughs> Uh, when filming Stanley's cameo, Gunn also filmed two other cameos with Lee, including one for Doctor Strange, to limit the amount of time, tra- uh, the amount of travel Lee had to do. Time travel? I already time, told time you. Travel. There's no time no, travel. No, it's proven. Yuck. <laughs> uh, Gunn said Nathan Fillion, who had, who had had a voice cameo in the first film, was going to appear as Simon Williams. 
in a sequence that would have shown several movie posters for the films starring Williams, including films in which he portrays Archon and Tony Stark. <laughs> that would have been pretty funny. That would have been good. I remember seeing set photos of that and really, really wishing that that... Because I'm like... Simon Williams, I can't remember, is a Wonder Man. And he is a, an Avenger. And in the comics, he's an actor and stuff. So it would have been really cool. And we could still get Nathan Fillion as him, I suppose. But sure, it's a character we still haven't had. And it'd be nice to get. Yeah. Uh, the film had surpassed the first film's gross, which was $773 million, by Memorial Day weekend, three weeks after release. Jeez. So you did have the number. Yeah, I was just making you uh, work for it. <laughs> yeah, yeah, okay, okay. <laughs> or That's fast, I forgot though. that I had it. In three yeah. weeks, they already passed what the first yeah. film did. Yeah, that's wow. nuts. <laughs> uh, Dave Bautista's Drax makeup took 90 minutes to apply, down from three hours for the first film. However, he would have to sit in a sauna at the end of the day in order to get the makeup off. It's not the worst thing in the world, <laughs> right? <laughs> I have to sit in the sauna now. Yuck. Yeah. <laughs> uh, according to the visual effects artist, Ego's planet contains one trillion polygons. At the time of the film's release, this was considered to be the biggest visual effect ever made. Wow. Yeah. I mean, that's a lot. One trillion. That is. Quite one a trillion of anything is insane. Yeah, it's like a trillion of it. That's a lot. <laughs> like, how do you how do you quantify the trillion? Yeah. <laughs> a crap ton. Just say it. Two two crap tons <laughs> equals one trillion. Yeah. Uh, as Groot only communicates with the phrase I am Groot in different inflections, James Gunn created a Groot version of the script for him and Vin Diesel, which contained each of Groot's lines in English. Oh, okay. That's cool. That's not I'm pretty sure they did that for th- yeah. I'm I pretty sure they did stuff like that for the first one too. Okay. I thought it was literally a whole script that it just said, I am Groot, I am Groot, I am Groot. Gamora, I am Groot, I am Groot. <laughs> no, it would say, I am Groot, I am Groot, I am Groot, I am Groot. Yeah, that's yeah, a good point. <laughs> All right, on to some Easter eggs, uh, which is different from fun facts. The device that Peter Quill uses to track the octopus-like monster at the beginning of the movie is a Mattel Electronics classic football game from the 80s. <laughs> that's hilarious. Yeah. Uh, the crew crash lands on a planet called Beirut. Berhurt? Berhurt. Berhurt? Mm-hmm. Uh, the same planet that Hulk landed on back in the 1960s. What? In the comics, the Hulk fought someone called the Galaxy Master there. Hmm. <laughs> Never heard of him. No. Must not have been the Master for long. <laughs> uh, when Ego reveals Peter's powers to him, the father shows his son the limits of the galaxy. Oh, this is the thing that I was referring to earlier. Peter's eyes are literally filled with stars, and he whispers eternity. Peter may be envisioning a never-ending existence, but more likely the line is a nod to a character named Eternity, an all-powerful god in the Marvel Universe who is illustrated as a being filled with stars like those in Peter's eyes. Oh. So yeah, it's like an outline of a person that's really big, and I think they have a weird like Doctor Strange-style collar. And then they're just filled with stars and galaxies and shit. Hmm. Cool. Yeah. Uh, when Ego begins to take over the planets where he's left his seeds, a blue blob near the Dairy Queen in Missouri, where Peter grew up, 
begins to envelop the earth. At one point, the blob barely misses crushing a car. The passenger in that car is Peter Quill's grandfather, played by Greg Henry in the first movie. So is it actually Greg Henry in that car? I don't know. I th- I think so. It looks a hell of a... Like, I even remember seeing it the first time in the theater going, oh, that looks like the guy that played the grandfather in the first movie. Huh. Like, I'm pr- I'd, I'd, be po- I'd be shocked if it wasn't him because it looks That's, identical to him. That's very cool. Yeah. Uh, last one, and then we'll get the frank at a frack. At Yondu's funeral, the characters surround uh, the Ravagers with several trinkets, including a troll doll that Peter swapped for the Infinity Stone to trick Yondu in the climax for the first movie. Yeah, I remember that. Yeah. Was it, would that be considered the climax of the first movie? At the end, I guess. I don't know. Kind of depends on how you, how you how you see climax. climax That's what she the, said. That's <laughs> <laughs> like the the top part, like yeah, you know, like climax of a mountain. I don't, not really mountain. But you know what I'm saying. Anyway, that word works. Anywho, <laughs> <laughs> you know what I mean. I do. It, climax it's, isn't it's, really the end, well, except for that the, one. The high point. <laughs> yes. Yeah. Anyways, let's wow. move on from that. Please. So that's well, it well for done, Guardians Justin. Volume 2. Thank you. Yeah, I'm you, glad did, you, you did a good job. I'm proud of you. Grazie. So but what are we doing next, Jeremy? I don't know. No, okay, don't. cool. I didn't I didn't for the longest time, but now we yeah, we figured it out. So next week, as, as we've talked about throughout this movie, the music is amazing. Mm-hmm. So we've decided that we are now going to do... Our Just own. listen to the music of Volume 2, and you guys all yes. listen to us listening to that music and saying, this is a good song, isn't it? Yeah, that, <laughs> it, it, it could be boring, but it's also going to be so good. Yeah. No. Yeah. No, no, we can't do that to you guys. Um, we're going to do something worse. Yeah. <laughs> we're going to pick our own mix. I have decided that mm-hmm. we are going to do only music from the 90s. I, fe- I feel like... Uh, it's going to be very nostalgic for Justin mm-hmm. and I. Yeah. For depending on how young you are as a listener, it's going to be very not good. very nostalgic. <laughs> yes, and then yeah, for others it could be very nostalgic. I don't remember what our uh, age range is, but I'm probably somewhere thereabouts. If it's about our so. age bracket, we're good. Yeah, um it'll be fun. I listen to the 90s music almost exclusively when I actually listen to music, so this is kind there of in my wheelhouse. Yeah, we were we were humming a few songs here and there before recording, and yeah. it was already funny. So this should be fun. <laughs> yeah, but yeah, we'll we'll pick. Uh, oh yeah, we'll pick. I don't know. Maybe I think ten might be about right. Maybe it's too many, but I think so too. We'll go with about ten, and then we'll see how long the episode's kind of going. If we're having any fun or not, but we're gonna do All that right. next episode. Mm-hmm. So if if you guys do want to get a hold of us, let us know your playlist. Or if you want to tell us what you thought about this movie here, Guardians of the Galaxy Volume Two, mm-hmm. uh, let us know. We you can uh, you can get a hold of us many ways. You can go to our website, wearemarvelpod.com. That gives you links to everything, uh, including all of our social media. Where we are, we are Marvel Pod on there. You can email us, wearemarvelpod at gmail.com. Uh, and on the website, it has a link to our merch store. You'll go check that out. Get a shirt, t-shirt. Yeah. That's the same thing. <laughs> <laughs> a long sleeve shirt is the first one I meant, I guess. 
Uh, a shirt that, or another like, shirt or some <laughs> other kind of like, I don't know, like a shirt. Like a pants, but for the top part of your body, more like a shirt. Yeah. <laughs> they don't do pants, though, as far as I know. Maybe sweatpants. I don't. I haven't looked into that, but I'm not sure. But they There's do a lot do of like notebooks stuff. and... Do do. Yeah, I know. I was moving past I'm it. A, I'm a child. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. yeah, that's it. There's some interesting stuff in there. So that'd be cool if you got some of that. It would. Um, yeah, I think that's, uh, that's it for this week. I think so, too. All right. Th- well, until <laughs> next week. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks yeah, for thank you, everybody, everyone. for listening. Yeah. It, it's been a lot of fun. We will see you next time. Yes, thank you, everyone, listening. Yes. Agreed. Still. I've been Jeremy. And I've been Justin. Bye. Bye.